Welcome to Gear Up with Gear Experts, episode 12, Training. Gear Up with Gear Experts is a bi-weekly show hosted by me, John Medina, and my colleague Alex Giddings. The show is for at-high workers, industry, and construction, and is brought to you and produced by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. This episode's theme is training. The equipment you have is essentially useless if you haven't been trained in proper operating procedures. Knowing what to do, how to do it, and how to stay safe are an important part of industrial work. Today we're proud to have Ben Bowman as our guest in the studio. Ben is the Director of Marketing and Sales for Safety LMS. Safety LMS is North America's number one source for tower safety training. Ben, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into the training industry as well as a bit about Safety LMS? Yeah, hey guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, my background uh, was in concreting and construction uh, before I came over to the U.S. Um, I was over here for a while playing basketball in college, met a girl, so I had to come back over and stay. Um, when I met up with um, JP and the crew over at Safety LMS. Um, it was a pretty swift kind of transition into there, uh, but with my experience in the construction industry that I'd had, I realized that there was a, a big need for the safety side of things because it was kind of overlooked in the concreting job. In fact, I actually almost dropped four tons worth of concrete on my feet at one point, so quickly learned from that situation and then uh, have kind of been thrown in to the deep end here at Safety LMS and learning along the way and excited to be here. Awesome, Ben. Well, as we mentioned at the top of the show, this week we're talking all about training and we're happy to have you in the studio with us today to talk about it. So let's get to the fun part, questions. Alex, care to start the questions? Sure, John. So Ben, how is the training philosophy for safety LMS different than other industrial training companies or uh, telecom training companies? And how is safety LMS committed to that philosophy? Sure. So the big part that kind of sets Safety LMS apart from the rest of kind of the other training companies in this industry and other at high training industries is that we teach from an experience standpoint. So most of our instructors have, you know, two or three decades, some have four decades worth of experience um, in actual hands-on tower work so that when they sit up in front of a class, instead of teaching from a book and teaching from the curriculum and what they've learned in you know, safetyed.com um, courses, um, they've been able to learn from experience on the tower and then be able to take that back and teach the students in the class with a real world aspect of how to do things versus just here's what the book says, so you should follow it that way. And that kind of really resonates with the students in the class um, that they're able to hear exactly why they should be doing something instead of just what the standard says. Well, that also helps your instructors keep the courses relevant and fresh too, right? They can, on the fly, based on what the company is doing, what the guys know, they can kind of mold those courses as they are going through the class. Yeah, exactly right. So we have our base curriculum that we have, and then we even encourage our our trainers and the company's in-house trainers when we get them on um, to put their own tweak on it. You know, there might be some company standards that um, they need to add to make it there or they need to make it their own so it's specialized to the work that their guys are doing we encourage that you know it, it adds a personality to it that keeps guys interested during during class uh, a lot of people think safety training and it's a bore uh, we like to you know make it interesting by adding that little twist on it and give our instructors the freedom to do so and also based on equipment too right exactly if, if, yeah. if somebody has something that is a little bit more obscure or specific to their company they can tweak the course based on that yeah exactly right the big ones is um 
that kind of comes to mind is the descent devices. Some companies use the ID, some companies use the no worries, some companies use the D4 or D5. It's extremely important to train with what you guys use on a day-to-day -day basis and what is gonna be used in the rescue scenario. So you're familiar with your equipment when you get into that rescue situation. You don't wanna to have to learn on the fly while someone needs to be rescued. That's the last thing you want. Exactly, and making the training more relevant, fun, a little bit more exciting, um, kind of helps bridge the gap on why we need training anyway. Typically, when people go to training classes, they dread it. They don't want to go. They don't want to sit through the class all day or do whatever they have to do. But doing that training is really important. So let's kind of talk about why training is so important in regards to not only safety, but productivity as well. Sure. So, I mean, obviously the, the elephant in the room here is safety you know, is important because you don't want your employees getting hurt. You don't want them, unfortunately, getting killed sometimes in the telecom industry. Um, you know, a slip can lead to, you know, worse than just a Band-Aid fix. Um, so it's important to have the correct training in, in those situations to avoid, you know, the disaster and make sure everyone goes home safely at the end of the day. As far as the productivity side, you know, you learn a lot of things in class when you're on the tower. You can talk to other guys while you're in there, maybe learn how they do things. Take that back to the work that you're doing. Um, and not only does it help you in different rescue situations, but you might learn a few things while you're in there that help you get to a different part of the tower quicker or, you know, be able to, especially a competent rigging course, you know, learn how to write a rigging plan more efficiently or perform the rigging procedures, um, perform the rigging techniques in a better way um, at, that's faster so that you can jump between sites and end up making more money. Yeah, and I think that on the productivity side, if something does happen and somebody gets hurt or killed or something like that, they're not gonna be able to continue working on that site during the investigation and while everything's being figured out. And you know, if whatever happened caused more damage to the tower or whatever, they're not gonna be able to work on it until at least after the investigation is over, which means they're gonna get pushed back on not only that project, but future projects if they're trusted by a company to come back and do other projects and future projects. If their company's still in business. Yeah, that, that's the big thing is that, you know, we see a lot of the times where we'll talk to someone and, you know, if we lose out on the customer the first time, a lot of the times it's due to price. Um, it's amazing how many times we'll get a call from that same company, you know, less than a year, year later saying, you know, hey, we're out on site, something happened, we need your help. That company gets shut down for, you know, a week, two weeks until they can get everything above, until OSHA's came in, make sure everything's been changed, you know, and, and, uh, and fixed so that it's not going to happen again you know, they've easily spent a ton more money in just downtime at all. You know, you're talking thousands of dollars a day when they've kind of not done the right thing in the first time for, you know, maybe $2,000, you know, total for the class. So, you know, short term, yeah, there's easy ways to save on money on, on the different trainings that you can do. But, you know, long term when something happens, it's um, significantly different in the amount of money that you're going to spend on on fixing an accident yeah we we've talked before about you don't want to cheap out on safety equipment and the same is for training too you know it, it's not like your courses are two or three times more it's it's a, a marginal amount of money when you think about it that way that's yeah that's exactly right it, it's just a couple bucks here and there and you know 
when it boils down to it, that couple bucks could be made up tenfold in the time that's taken away from you know, your company if, uh, if something goes wrong or, or something needs to be changed. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a catastrophic type of reportable incident. It could be something minor that when OSHA comes in, it could still be a couple days that you're down and that's a lot of money. Exactly. It can be not even training related. You know, it can be right. something else completely, you know, and then they stumble upon the fact that the training isn't up to speed. And then you have to go back have, and read it Yeah, out you there. have somebody on your site that doesn't have the proper training or isn't certified at all. So, exactly right. Yeah, yep. Always something to keep an eye on. So uh, in your experience, do you have any examples of a time when training has made all the difference? Yeah. So, I mean, day to day, you know, we hear the small stories come back and forth, but there's uh, there's one or two that come to mind. The, the main one that... Um, I can kind of call to is during um, one of our Warriors for Wireless classes that we have a great relationship with the guys at Warriors for Wireless. We do all of their training. Uh, we had our instructors out on site and they were doing their tall tower climb. So they go up to about 100 feet, you know, do some rescue maneuvers up there and then climb back down. Well, when they were up at about, you know, 90, 100 feet, um, they could see a thunderstorm rolling in uh, and there was lightning and thunder coming. So they called off the tower day, they went to go back down. Well, it came in a little bit quicker than they thought. And um, the lady that was in the class at the time got down to about 60 feet and froze. She, um, she completely froze up. Just like panicked. Yeah, hands wouldn't come off the tower. Um, she was almost there, right? She was more than halfway there. But, you know, it was something where we're in the middle of class. There's a thunderstorm coming in with lightning involved. The last place you want to be is the tallest tower in, you know, the area. So we had to get them down. So during a training class we had to perform an emergency rescue, you know, and it was one of those things like put your money where your mouth is type of situation. Can the instructors actually do it in a real life scenario? You know, we've got it all on video um, of the actual rescue going on. And we preach to our customers and, and uh, students in the class, make sure you're up to date with all of this stuff. It would have been extremely embarrassing if our instructors, you know, came to that situation and weren't able to perform it. So, you know, that's a big one that, happened to us firsthand but you know we hear several times you know every every two years the guys come back and research through us a lot of the time you know and we'll hear every two or three months hey you know i needed to rescue a guy for whatever reason i'm so glad that i had your course and that's that's awesome when you hear that that you're not seeing about it in the news you're hearing it you know the good story in the class um coming up so yeah and i think that uh the the rescue during a training situation just kind of speaks about how important that training is because you wouldn't expect to have an emergency situation while you're doing a training but that's the thing about emergencies they're not planned they just happen and you need to be ready to approach that situation on a dime and not have to really think about you know okay wait what am i supposed to do now hold on let me get out my notes or whatever it needs to be committed to memory so that when you need to act you can and you're ready and prepared that's exactly right it's the reason why we you know teach five or six different scenarios in each training class so that when it comes to a different situation you're not locked into one way to do it you're you're flexible and you can kind of make the situation you know the best way to get them down well i think one of the cool things that i've noticed in the training courses that i've been around that your crew teaches is everything isn't necessarily planned. They don't know what the next thing coming is. And so that kind of keeps the people going through the course on their toes too. That, you know, it's not, okay, today we're doing these three different scenarios and they can kind of prep mentally for it because that's not how it works in the real world. 
Exactly. And I don't want to spoil the class for anyone who right. hasn't taken it yet, but uh, one of my favorite things that does happen during the class with one of our instructors, Dave, is right at the end of our tower day on you know day two or day three, he waits until all the equipment's packed up in a bag. He whispers in someone's ear, go, you know, get stuck up the top of the tower. And then he starts yelling at the crew, rescue, you know, it's time to go rescue, get him down, get him down, get him down. He's stuck. And it's amazing to see they're in a class where hammered into their brain for two or three days straight what to do in these scenarios fresh it's amazing how many times they panic you know in some classes we've had guys get them down in six minutes which is awesome we had a class the other day it took 35 minutes to get them down you know and it's that it's at that point where they realize that this two or three day training course isn't enough you know for them to be set for the next two years they need to go back and they need to practice that rescue scenario over and over again until it's ingrained in their brain and a lot of times that's not even from a high elevation it's right 20 or 30 feet yeah Yeah. not even you know where they would really be working so it's eye-opening definitely so speaking of training sessions what are some of your favorite training sessions that you've been a part of or had or had or observed over the years well the the big one as i said is is um the the rescue scenarios where we have um dave doing those emergency sessions uh i know uh, here in Missouri, when we do the classes here, everyone knows that Dave does that now because he, he's been here a few times and uh, there's a balcony around the towers, yeah, right? Mezzanine. Yeah, a mezzanine around the towers. So when we hear Dave start yelling, all of the people in the office will come out and, and gather around there to see how they do. They've kind of got an idea of what's good, what's bad. So the whole company will start judging them now. The other course that I really like is uh, the competent rigging course that we have, um, mainly for more selfish reasons because we hear a lot of um, really good positive feedback from that course. Um, Guys coming in to class that before it, they kind of, you know, it's just another class that they have to go through. They've had maybe 10 or 15 years experience. They don't think they can learn anymore because they've got the experience to back it up. They'll go out of their way to give us a call after, after class and express their, you know, delight on how much they actually learnt from the class. It surprises them a lot of time. And I think it kind of comes back to the twist that we put on the class from the experience level versus just having it read out of a book, you know, and we go through the calculations and that's about it. We, we have those instructors that can put it back to real life situations and really resonate with those experienced guys so that they're able to come out of the class learning a lot and, and moving forward from that. Well, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about training, but we do have one last question for you before we let you go. If someone wanted to reach out and get more information on training schedules and course options, how could they reach out to Safety LMS? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, There's a few ways that people can reach out to Safety LMS. They can give us a call. Uh, Our phone number is 512-710-5000. They can email us at info at safetylms.com, or they can head on over to safetylms.com. And at the bottom right of our screen uh, is a little icon that they can chat with us live uh, on our website. A lot of the time that's me. Sometimes it'll be a couple of other guys in the company, but uh, we'd be happy to help with whatever questions they've got and hope to see them in a Safety LMS class soon. Yeah, thanks, Ben. And we'd also like to remind listeners that Safety LMS offers a full selection of in-person and online training courses. Uh, They've got regularly scheduled training sessions at their seven nationwide training facilities, uh, and you can access Safety LMS's full training catalog at jamiesupply and colsafety.com. 
You can also contact our gear experts with any questions at 718-210-3913 or by email at info at gmesupply.com or via our own instant uh, live chat on the website. You can head to gmesupply.com or colsafety.com and hit the click here to chat button in the lower right hand corner. Now it's time to move on to our weekly insight. Ben just dropped some knowledge bombs about training, and this week our weekly insight is going to be a bit different than previous ones. We wanted to take some time to talk about the Tower Family Foundation and our partnership with them. Alex, let's start with the basics. Who is the Tower Family Foundation and what do they do? Yeah, the Tower Family Foundation, or it's also uh, called the Tower Industry Family Support Charitable Foundation, was established to provide assistance to the family members of severely injured, permanently disabled, or deceased tower workers that were injured or killed in an accident stemming from working at height on communication structures or other on-the-job related activities that tower workers are involved in. And the organization is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation, meaning their mission is to help not to make a profit. Yeah, ask any of our gear experts what makes GME Supply and Columbia Safety different from other industrial safety companies, and you'll hear things like honesty, accountability, innovation, creativity, tenacity, integrity, urgency, charity, loyalty, and respect. Those words are present at every desk and are featured on walls throughout our headquarters. We pride ourselves on using these traits and philosophies to not only improve ourselves, but to improve the lives of everyone around us. The Tower Family Foundation is another way that we can show our support for our communities and the men and women in the industry that we work with every day. So, Alex, how are we providing support to the Tower Family Foundation? Yeah, John, so we're always looking for opportunities to help in our communities. Um, That's why we teamed up with the Tower Family Foundation to help raise money to help the families of tower climbers across the country. All the donations that are made to the Tower Family Foundation are used to to provide funding to bridge uh, the affected families to help pay for immediate needs and to help with other related costs that families experience in a post-accident or fatality situation. Uh, And as part of our efforts to help raise money, this year we launched a brand new GME Supply Climb Higher Tower Family Foundation t-shirt. Uh, all proceeds from uh, the sale of the shirt will be donated directly to the Tower Family Foundation. And you can see that on gmesupply.com. Supporting the Tower Family Foundation is just one way that we can give back to an industry that we have a tenacious passion for serving. We'd also like to remind everyone that while the show is meant to be fun, entertaining, and informative, it is not intended to replace proper in-depth training. Manufacturer's instructions must also be followed and reviewed before any equipment is used, and proper training should be received before operating any equipment or before climbing. We'd like to hear from you about why you climb. Email us a voice message at gearup at gearexperts.com about why you climb and what climbing means to you for a chance to be featured on the show, and win some swag, of course. We hope you had fun and found a lot of value in today's episode. You can find more information and detailed show notes at gearexperts.com episode 12. Get social with us at Gear Expert Show, at GME Supply, and at COL Safety on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Gear Up with Gear Experts is available on all major podcast listening platforms. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show. We'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends, too. If you've got a few extra seconds to drop a rating and review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing, that'd be awesome. Gear Up with Gear Experts is presented, produced, and edited by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. Your hosts are Alex Giddings and John Medina. And until next time, climb higher.